0: another episode of Rockstar violinist i'm your host matt bell this episode features an up-and-coming artist who already has her fingers in several different genres from symphonic metal to solo violin to straight ahead pop country she's a violinist a singer-songwriter an actress and an internationally successful model abby Stalsmith is a name you'll want to remember Right now, you're listening to the acoustic version of the Vivaldi Metal Project, recorded live in Finland this year, which you'll hear about in the next few minutes. This episode is brought to you by Electric Violin Shop. Abby's a frequent customer, and you should be too. With free shipping to the lower 48 states for all orders over $99, a 30-day return policy, and the most knowledgeable staff in the world, there's really no reason to shop anywhere else. So let's listen to a little more of a Vivaldi metal project and then get on to my chat with Abby Stahlschmidt, rock star violinist.
1: So how's everything been going? You've been staying busy, huh?
2: Yeah, I'm sure you have as well. Um, yeah, it's been good. Um, definitely a lot of preparation for the shows in Europe. So it's it's yeah. been so so exciting though. Um, even just coming off of the show in Finland, which was the basically the premiere of our acoustic version of the album. Okay. So it's. It's just been fantastic, and then being able to to go to these shows and have the full rock version of the album now is is going to be incredible. And performing with more musicians than even the last version, so.
1: Right, yeah. Okay. So tell me about the thing in Finland. That that was the acoustic version of what's going to be going on.
2: Yes. So there are basically um, to back up a little bit, just for everybody listening. Um, I'm performing in the, the Valdi Metal Project, which is a um, I guess a project that is a tribute to Vivaldi's Four Seasons. Um, so the original album was a full, complete rock album um, that had over 130 performers on it. Um, it's considered one of the most massive, I um, guess it's symphonic rock operas um, that's been created to date. Um, so the full version is what I'll be performing in, um, in Bulgaria and in Rome. Now, the acoustic version is actually a separate album that I recorded on an EP, um, to be specific. Um, I was the violinist on the EP version of this. So the acoustic version is is a medley of the full album, which is probably, I don't know how unusual that is. But um, it's kind of a a different thing to have the full rock album of a classical work and then have an acoustic version of that work as well. So, yeah. Um, but I performed the acoustic version of the album, um, which obviously we're still plugged into amps. You know how that is, sure. um, on my acoustic violin in Finland in July um, this past summer. So that was amazing. Um, yeah, the
1: video was was killer too. I love the video.
2: Thank you. Yeah, the the video turned out incredible. Um, yeah, and Finland was I. It was my first time in Europe, um, and being in Finland was definitely slower paced than i think a lot of european countries um but it was so clean and i was really impressed not even just saying this by how nice everybody was there um i don't know if it's the air or the fact that there are uh, like 80 percent trees um that cover the yeah. country scandinavia um, is awesome i've spent time <laughs> in
1: sweden and i just love it there
2: yeah uh so i mean i i loved it too um I was there whenever there were like 21 or so hours of sunlight, so that was definitely hard to get used to. Yeah. Um, I had to bring something to cover my eyes. I wish I would have thought about that beforehand because I went through a few nights of not having anything. Um, But anyway, yeah, the shows themselves... um, I mean, they they turned out wonderful. It was amazing how well whenever you bring musicians that are from all over the world and have never performed together but are so good individually at what they do and obviously have been practicing, you know, all the way leading up into the shows. Um, We only had about three rehearsals together, which was scary initially going into. But once it came together, I was like, wow, this is is amazing that, you know, this is even possible.
1: Right. So how did you get selected for that?
2: So, um, you know how social media is. Right. Basically, once you are, you know, a friend of a friend and it starts getting out there. For instance, I, I did, I guess to back up again, I did um, an EP myself with a guitarist that I perform in a Trans-Siberian um, Orchestra tribute band uh, with. So we did a EP taking some classical works and nicking them into a um, duo guitar and violin arrangement. Um, So I had released that, man, I don't even know how many years ago that's been now. I would be totally guessing. I I feel like I was probably about 16 whenever I did that. Um, So anyway, it's been a while. So that was out there and I had the Moonlight Sonata and I, I have some other wonderful fun classical works on there um and I believe um Giuseppe which is Miss Theria's real name Miss is his stage name um he heard some of those tracks because I'm friends with other people that are that played on the full album the full um Evolving metal project four seasons album for instance I'm friends with some of the trans Siberian orchestra members um So I think he kind of saw it. I don't know if you saw that music come down his Facebook feed or or how exactly the chain of events happened. Um, But he reached out to me because he was having so many uh, performers on this full album. He had already recorded it, but he was like, I have another project coming up, another album that I'm releasing, and I would love for you to record violin on it if you're interested. So I was like, okay, tell me a little bit more about what it is. Um, And it was... Um, I'll have to get the link for you so that I can send it to you. It was just a pretty short violin piece that I recorded on that. Um, but then I found out from there that he was wanting to take this full album on tour. Um, oh, okay. I was like, okay, I, you know, I'd like to get involved with this um, and you know, see if you might possibly want me to come on tour with you. Um, so I actually, I think, happened to be one of the only... Um, I was the only performer for the acoustic version that actually is based out of the U.S. So he was trying to figure out, you know, is there a way that we can bring this to the U.S. and then also bring you to Europe and kind of, you know, have mutual benefiting thing going on here. Um, So anyway, I feel like I'm kind of going around this in a long way. But basically... Basically, um, we both had mutual friends in the music industry that are in kind of the classical rock genre. Um, and, you know, that's how it happened that he invited me on on not only the acoustic tour, but also now this European full album tour.
1: So Awesome. Yeah, so tell me more about the, the full setup. What's that going to be like?
2: Right. Right. So on the actual album, like I said, there are about 130 plus members or artists that were involved on it. Um, and now this group that we're bringing together for Bulgaria and also for Italy, um, it's some of the members that performed on either the acoustic version of the album or the full album. The vocalists that were in Finland with me, um, Dimitar, uh, Sena Stefanova, um, Angel, Wolf Black, um, All three amazing, phenomenal musicians um, with such unique voices. But they, you know, it's it's amazing whenever it comes together, though. Um, And then we're also having uh, Nicoletta Rosalina Rosalini and Katerina Simonova on vocals, which uh, they'll be joining us for the full album version. Um, And then we have some amazing guitarists as well um, that have performed all over the world. They've already done tours worldwide themselves. They've been uh, performing with great musicians and bands, such as the Scorpions. Mark Cross, the drummer, has performed at the Scorpions. Um, the bassist, Dino Fiorenza, has joined Steve Vai and Paul Gilbert on tour. Um, and um, Mikel, Dr. Viasi-Vioni, is another one of the guitarists. I mean, just some some incredible people that I'll be able to join the stage with. Um Let's see. It, it's about um, how many performers do we have total? I know we added some. Um, five, eight. So it'll be actually twelve of us total um, on the full album version of the performance. Okay. So, um, so yeah, uh, I, I'm excited and you know anxious to to see how it's going to come together because I I know that. You know, I'm, I'm really happy to be performing with some musicians that um, just have have already done incredible things themselves. Um, but our performance of the full album version is this month on the 23rd in Plovdiv, Bulgaria. And it's one of the reasons why I'm really excited about it is because it's at a re- ancient Roman amphitheater, which was built in 90 A.D., Oh, that's um, awesome. so yeah, it's definitely the oldest theater that I have not only ever stepped foot in, but ever played in before. Um, so I know we're going to get some incredible video and audio from that. Um, I'm so excited to even just see from, you know, from the video, what, what it looks like all coming together. Um, cause the yeah, pictures sure. are incredible. Um, but we actually will be performing as part of the sounds of the ages festival, um, and another really cool thing is that Sons of Apollo is performing the day before us at the same theater as part of the same festival. Um, so it's it's amazing to be able to follow an act like that. Um, but our show will actually be filmed live for a DVD and CD, um, and we will be hopefully releasing that in summer of 2019. So awesome. that'll yeah, be no yeah. pressure, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't mess up. This is the first one. So yeah, I, I'm sure everybody.
0: Here's another clip from the Acoustic Vivaldi Metal Project show in Finland.
1: playing your
2: viper for that i will be playing my viper yes um and yeah i'll be utilizing the the v sound uh, which i'm a little i'm a little nervous about (laughs) just since i haven't (laughs) performed in you know this capacity with it before right um but i you know playing around with it i'm i'm really happy with um with the sound that i'm able to get out of it personally i like number 10 whatever setting that is
1: yeah um yeah it's incredible just the yeah the the fact that it can make a Viper sound like a three hundred year old acoustic.
2: Yes, yeah. For those of you who don't know that, I'm sure some people probably have no idea what we're talking about. Um, so yeah, I play on the the six string Viper violin by Mark Wood, and it's an it's an incredible instrument. I mean, I I can just say that I I'm so happy with it. I'm I love performing on it. Um, But for this show, I wanted something that has a bit warmer tone. I know that, um, you know, it's a powerful instrument. It's something that's meant to be able to punch through um, and, you know, compete with electric guitars or even take the place of electric guitars in, you know, a full band setting. Right. Um, you know, to be able to have the usability of it and have the the full, you know, strap on system and, you know, hands free and, you know, have the the fretted, um, you know, nature of the violin um, and, you know, the cool look, but still be able to have an acoustic sound. I know I'm kind of like walking, you know, the line between two types of instruments. And, you know, I, I sure. just love the, I love the way that it looks and sounds and, and feels on stage. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I reached out to the Electric Violin Shop to get V Sound, and we'll see how it does.
1: Yeah, the V Sound, for those of you who don't know, is is a it's an impulse response convolver, and it's got like a bunch of Guarneri and Stradivarius impulses in it, and um, it's it's pretty incredible.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a super cool piece of equipment. It's amazing that you know this kind of technology is around. So, yeah. I mean, it really does do the job of of making it sound like an acoustic instrument, which is amazing. Yeah. Um,
1: So I'm excited. It allows you to have the best of both worlds, too. You've got extended range. You've got the look and and the ergonomic thing of of the Wood Viper, but then you've got the sound of an old-world acoustic.
2: Right. Right. And just to throw another little tidbit of info out there, um, Mark Wood, the creator of the violin, actually played on the full the 4 Seasons of a Valdi Metal Project album. So... His name is on oh, there okay. too. Okay,
1: yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, yeah, as well as Christopher Caffrey. Um, so yeah, two people from from the Trans Siberian Orchestra. So, or at least formerly from Wood, but
0: Yeah. This is from the project that Abby mentioned earlier, the Merge Subliminal Intent.
1: So let's yeah. go back a little bit. You spent a little while working with a uh, with a TSO tribute in um, in Branson, yes. right?
2: Yes, I did. Yeah, So t- um, t- tell
1: people about that ex- that whole experience,
2: right? Which probably sounds, yeah. I mean, Branson, you know, you don't always think of of rock music coming out of Branson, um, but yes, I did perform with a Trans Siberian Orchestra tribute in Branson. We played fifty shows there. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was. It, it was a great experience to be part of a full band and, and be on a, a semi tour, um, but you know the musicians that I performed with there were incredible, and and the EP that I had mentioned earlier, it's actually called The Merge Subliminal Intent, um, which is a rock slash classical album. Um, the lead guitarist that I um, that I recorded with was the lead guitarist for this um, Trans Siberian Orchestra tribute that I performed in Branson. So anyway. Um, yeah, it, it was it was just a really a fun experience, a great time for me to, you know, work more on my my stage chops and, um, you know, just get the feel of, of performing with a live band. And, and really, it led me to this now, um, which it's so cool to see things come full circle, starting off in, in classical training and then starting to branch out in bands and then now bringing those both together and performing in a symphonic rock band. Um, being able to utilize still my chops from like the classical training, but also knowledge that I've gained from performing with bands. So it's it's a cool, you know, it's a cool spot to be in now.
1: Right. So, so you spent a lot of time doing solo stuff before this. So yes. what what did you learn about playing in a band? What What is that sort of playing Man, in a rock it, band?
2: it is different. It is so different. Um, one of my, oh, crap moments, I think, um, was whenever I realized that you know, whenever you're using, especially in ear monitors, and you're performing with an acoustic violin, um, it's it's a different way that the sound gets to your ears. And I was like, you know what, I'm I'm a you know I'm a good pretty good violinist. I you know I can hit the notes in tune and everything. You know I'm I'm confident about this. And then realizing later that because because of the dynamics of it, you're not hearing the sound coming off of the violin immediately. You're hearing it in your ears, and it's just it's a totally different. Sound space happening in your head Right Um, Realizing afterwards Listening back to myself You know In one of my first performances um, On stage I was like Whoa I'm I'm really flat Like consistently What's happening Um, So just learning to adjust to that And even now using You know The Viper violin Obviously that That solves A lot of the problems Being able to look down And visually see um, And even like a guitarist would Being able to visually see Where you're putting your fingers Um, so anyway, I mean, that was, that was just one of the, I think, growing points, not necessarily a negative, just something I had to find out, but also performing on stage with a band rather than, you know, being in an orchestra, there's so much more interaction that can happen. Um, and there's so much energy. I mean, I love being able to run around the stage and, you know, go up to the guitarist and play a, play a line with the guitarist and then, you know, run over the drummer and, you know, play something with him. Um, so that is, that is really, really fun. Um, and then, yeah, being able to have freedom to improv on stage and just, you know, it's a whole different environment, um, than pretty much anything else. I mean, whether you're performing in a worship band, which is probably a more tame setting or performing in a, a rock band, um, there, you know, I've kind of gotten the, I guess, the best of, of a lot of, uh, you know, I've had a taste of a lot of different styles of music and performing in a lot of different settings at this point. Um, sure. So, yeah. Um, the the exciting thing, I think, is that for electric violinists, it's still a little bit of new territory. Um, so there's so much freedom to still, you know, learn from the people that are out there, but also really develop your own sound. Because very much there aren't as many... You know, electric violinists as there are guitarists, um, so you can take a little bit here and there, and then I'll also blend in maybe some guitarist technique and some acoustic violin, you know, technique. And just there's so much, so much freedom still. Um, so I definitely yeah. I don't
1: feel like there's been nearly happy. as much exploration in in the electric violin world as there have with guitars and other stuff.
2: Yeah, exactly. So there's so much, so much ground to still cover. Um, where was I going to go from there? Um, so not only have I, you know, am I performing in the Vivaldi Metal Project now, which I'm very excited to be at this point. Um, like you mentioned, I have done some solo work as well. Um, I was going to Nashville, started going, uh, to Nashville, probably mid teens. Um, and started recording on vocals as well, which I don't advertise that as much right now but um vocals yeah, I was gonna and say, you're violin not just
1: a, you're not just a violinist and I want to say just right. a violinist cuz like that's yeah. that's a very sufficient career just being a violinist. Right.
2: It but is. you've got it's... a lot
1: of other stuff going like <laughs> singer songwriter.
2: Right. So I I went to Nashville for a bit, you know, trying to explore, you know, what does it mean to be a, an alternative musician and what does that look like for me? What am I drawn to? So I started dabbling a little bit in country, country pop music. Um, I have some music out there um, with vocals and fiddle, as they call it. Um, I have, for instance, a a song called Turntable, which I made a, a music video from, worked with a wonderful production team. The music video is out there. It's actually playing on the country network, which I'm excited to say.
1: Yeah, that um, video was great. And your sister was in that, too. And her, <laughs> yes, her part was, it looked like that was so much fun. It
2: was the most natural part ever for her. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 She's always been the uh, the brother that I never had. Um, but, no, we have so much fun together. We honestly get get along so well. But to give you a little backstory. story, um, so turntable is is basically your typical country breakup song. um we shot it in a fifties style diner actually in Branson um yeah, it's at this the Starlight Diner, which is a diner that's inside of a theater, kind of unusual, but it, it was a really perfect space for us. We didn't have to deal with any you know negative uh weather elements or anything um, right. so yeah, we we filmed it in a diner, and um, had incredible cast of people that we hired actors um, in order to to um, play actually the the counterpart role that I had, the boyfriend that um, I end up pretty much I don't know walking away from, or I don't know how how to even say it at the end. Um, but my sister did play the role of um, being the, the flirty
0: one that was trying to
2: trying to get his attention behind my back. So.
0: Okay, we'll switch gears a little here. This is the single that Abby released last year called Turntable. She's singing and playing fiddle on this tune.
3: Um,
2: so there's one called Break Up Love, which I did a, um, kind of informal music video too. Uh, it's one that I u- use the Viper Violin in because I play and sing at the same time in it. Um, and it's probably one that I could put out there and again um, just to to show people, uh, you know, again, what it is. Because, yeah, I, I like the way that it turned out. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's a country pop one where I'm, I'm playing, you know, and singing at the same time. So we could definitely put that in here. Um, I'd love for people to hear it. So, you know, again, kind of delving into the country pop and then also getting in, in a room with writers. Um, it was an interesting thing man coming from a classical again classical standpoint and then moving over to the pop side of things was like a total brain rewiring um because it's a totally different approach um you know there it is formulaic you know people talk about country music and how oh they're predictable and um you know there is there is a method to it but it definitely takes work it's not like it's just you know it's not just oh you know that's just a country song that that didn't take you much to write um right. There is, yeah, it, it's a whole thing. So it was, it was an interesting experience kind think. of, exactly. It really is harder than people think. Um, it's just a, a different skill to have. So, yeah. So I'm not sure where to, where to go from there. Um, but I have yeah, country music tell out there. Us about the,
1: tell us about the process of writing that song and what it means and all that.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, so it's kind of funny because I'd never even been in a breakup um, when I wrote that song, even though it's called "Breakup Love." Um, it was a—I I basically got together with um, Jeff Spence, um, wonderful writer and producer that I've worked with. He's recorded pretty much all of my music, um, so I, I love him. Um, I worked with him on the lyrics and on you know writing the song, and I basically came. It, to him with a line um, for breakup love, and I was like, "Hey, what about this? It just you know, it sounds cool to me. Uh, what can we do with it?" Um, and basically, we just we sat down. I think it only took us a day, and we hashed it out, and um, it worked uh, on something that I knew that I wanted to be able to play and sing at the same time with. Right. Um, so mostly, I mean, it's, it's a catchy, fun song. It's not like there's anything you know super deep to it. Um, but it's, you know, one that I can, you know, just get down and have fun with, um, and then also, you know, run around and, and there's a a violin solo in it as well, or a fiddle solo in it. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, that one's not like, there wasn't any mystery to that one really. Um, we just kind of went back and forth and, you know, had lines that we threw out at one another and you know, then started working on a beat that was catchy and and something that would just be fun to, to perform.
0: All right, we're going to go ahead and listen to Break Up Love in its entirety right here. Here it comes for you.
1: You talk about Americana, it's people yeah. should know you don't live in New York or LA. Right. <laughs> I mean, so no, I yeah, don't. tell people, I mean, where are you from? And then, yeah.
2: Okay. Um, so I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I've lived here all my life, but you know, I've traveled to Nashville. I travel all over the country. Um, and I, I know I haven't mentioned this yet, but I'm also a professional model. So that's also allowed me to travel. Really every week, um, and just you know, going to Memphis and going, uh, you know, really all over to Florida, all over the U.S. Um, but even you know, kind of the funny thing, I think people are surprised sometimes that with all the traveling that I've done over the years, I, I hadn't been out outside the country yet until I you know, did this tour in Finland, um, and then now Bulgaria and Italy as well with the Vivaldi Metal Project. Um,
1: yeah, I was real surprised of that too. I would have thought yeah. that the modeling would have taken you overseas. Right. Because, like, Abby's not going to say it, but I will. She's huh. a really big-time model.
0: If, um, <laughs> Thanks. You Thank guys, you. You guys,
1: if you've ever stood in the uh, grocery <laughs> line, you've probably seen a picture of Abby <laughs> in a magazine.
2: That You're is You're the funny. face of a
1: couple different products, right?
2: I am. Um, Yeah, I actually modeled for Mary Kay. I'm the face of one of their perfumes. It's called Clever Perfume. It's a cute little bow tie, little pink bow tie. Um. And that actually is now in the U.S. as well as um, South America. Originally, it was it was just for South America, but they extended the, um, I guess, the advertising of it. So still currently the face of Mary Kay, which was something that, you know, it was funny that I, I shot it when I was about 15 or 16. Um, but yeah, I model a lot for um, corporate companies, um, just the, throw some names out there um, like Kohl's, TJ Maxx, um, you know, a lot of the big department stores that you think of um, that sell clothing. Um, I've done a lot of stuff over the years, which I'm really happy about. I've been able to be featured in magazines, not only for modeling, but also modeling and music. Um, So it's been really incredible to me to kind of see how both of those things have been able to work together. Um, which for a time, I know people had told me, you know, you're going to have to choose one or the other. You know, you can't do both of these at the same time. And I was like, you know what? I think I can. <laughs> I
1: yeah, really you know, enjoy you're both. Not the first person to, right. to be able to do that.
2: Right. I mean, there have been other people, you know, it, granted it, it may be not for everybody. It may not be the easiest, um, to get them to work together, but I really, you know, since both things, I'm able to create my own schedule really with with both of them. You know, it's not like having a corporate job or a nine to five job, um, which right. has its benefits as well, um, of course. But you know, it's something that I've you know I've been able to travel. I've been able to make you know the money that I I need in order to you know fuel my other stuff, my music stuff, my um, you know whatever other projects I'm working on. So it's it's been amazing to to really see those things work together
1: um, yeah let's well yeah you know it's one of those things that like modeling is something that affects you 24 hours a day and so is music right it's i mean <laughs> you've got to think about what you eat you got to think oh, about yeah. what you what you do for exercise and yeah. the modeling side and then music you've got to you've constantly got music playing in your right, head right right you know th- these are both things that that you don't do you are these things
2: right which i think is an interesting point um Because it's not like, you know, in the same way, I'm sure not all nine to five jobs are the same way. So I'm putting this kind of in a, you know, a total bucket here. But um, typically when you think of a nine to five job, you know, you get off work and then you're done. But music and and modeling, like you said, it's a constant thing that you have to be thinking about. You're always working on your skills. I mean, you know, I'll be practicing violin until 1 a.m., 2 a.m. at night, um, getting up and working out and then starting the whole process over again, practicing and practicing. so, yeah, it is a lifestyle more than just a job, which I am definitely happy about because you know I'm I enjoy both both things so much. Um, so it's it's a different type of career than than many other things. Um, yeah. So
1: well, then you're able to combine some of those things too. You mentioned that the music video shoot for right. for one of your songs, but the one that I had seen before that yeah. was was the Prince tribute.
2: Yes, yes.
1: And, uh, you know, it's a a killer job of playing the the video also. You can tell it's not your first time dealing with camera crews and all that.
2: Thank you. And yeah, I can give you a plug there, Matt, because I know that you helped me a bit, um, even on just working on the arrangement on that. Um, So thank you for your help on that. Um, But yeah, the the Purple Rain music video was, I guess at that time, it really was my first official music video, Um, and it was... Pretty much right after Prince's passing, um, wanted to do a tribute to him, um, and you know I, I'd seen a few other tributes out there at that point. Um, I wanted to do it in my own way, but yeah, I mean it, it was a it was a fun. I mean, I guess for a lack of a better word, it, it was still a fun a fun song to do. Um, not belittling Prince's passing at all, but it definitely has led to some other things as well. Um, you know, I performed recently well, a year ago now, um, at the Grand Elf Theater with some dancers that had choreographed um, dance to that song. So it was amazing seeing it kind of evolve from what it was in the music video with just me on violin to adding dancers to this mix and seeing it visually come alive in a different way. Um, so really that that song, the Prince tribute, uh, the Purple Rain tribute, um has kind of carried me through in a lot of ways. I mean, I know that. I think that was one of the first things that also uh, Mistherea saw me do, other than the the classical um, rock EP that I mentioned. Okay. So, yeah. So it's it's uh it's been amazing to to see how that's evolved.
0: Sadly, I'm going to interrupt Abby's tribute to Prince here, which you can find on YouTube, and you definitely should. But we need to talk about our sponsor for this episode, Electric Violin Shop. As I mentioned in the beginning, Abby is a frequent customer of Electric Violin Shop and has taken advantage of many of the services we provide. From the widest selection of electric violins anywhere on the planet to an incredibly experienced and knowledgeable staff to artist-friendly policies such as a 30-day return window and a professional luthier who can set up, customize, and repair instruments, there's really no better place to shop. Abby mentioned the V-Sound pedal earlier in our interview. Electric Violin Shop is the U.S. distributor for that brand new pedal. So if you want your electric violin to sound like a Stradivari or a Guarneri or some other high-end violin, there's really only one way to get access to all those multi-million dollar impulse responses, and that's with the V-Sound pedal. It's just one more example of the way EVS stays on the cutting edge of electric string technology. In other news, if you watch America's Got Talent, all of Brian King Joseph's instruments have come from our shop, including the custom LED violin he used this week to get into the finals. If you haven't seen his performance, you should look it up. It is truly special. Simon, of all people, was blown away, and he's not easily impressed. And yes, once Brian's schedule slows down long enough for him to get an hour to sit down with us, we'll get an interview with him too. Electric Violin Shop, your one-stop shop for the instruments, the gear, and the advice you need to be the rock star you were meant to be. Now, back to Purple Rain and our interview with Abby Stalschmidt.
1: Yeah. So what's uh, what's coming next after Vivaldi Metal? That's uh, a, a European tour, and then what's coming next?
2: Yes, this next project that I'm working on is going to be a cover of the Sounds of Silent or the Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I had seen again some other covers of by uh, the band Disturbed, in particular. Yep. which I really loved that rock edgy element that he added or the band added to that song. And I wanted to, again, do it my own way with the, the violin leading it. And my vision for this is having um, an orchestra behind me. And, uh, you know, I don't want to mention too much yet because I don't want to give it away, but mm-hmm. really making this, you know, more of a symphonic thing, but also symphonic rock again. So playing on that side of the things that I'm doing right now. Sure, but that is my next project, without giving too many tidbits away, and also you're doing
1: all the writing and arranging for that.
2: Well, the arranging part, yes. Right. So obviously the song is already out there. I'm not reorchestrating it completely, but putting it in a new setting is is basically what I'm doing. So that will be my next project, and then also. You know, just continuing to add dates that I'm performing with the Vivaldi Val- Metal Project. And, you know, in the future, hopefully soon, bringing them to the U.S. so that we can do a tour here in the U.S. That is our next, you know, our next plan, so.
1: Oh, yeah. So you were, you were classically trained. Yes. And then, you know, obviously the whole Nashville singer-songwriter thing's kicking in. But then I'm always seeing videos of you sitting in with a band here, sitting in right. with a band there. Tell me <laughs> tell me where you yeah. really sort of figured out how to do improv and, and to go after those things that are very much not classical.
2: Right. So I guess it happened in a roundabout way for me. I was really encouraged to start jumping in with a, a worship band by my formal vocal teacher, and she noticed that I really loved picking out violin parts on albums or just parts in general and playing them on my violin from what I'd heard on CDs. Uh, And she was like, you know, I think this really could be something you you really enjoy this. And let's take it to the next level. I I want you to see what it's like performing in a band. Uh, So I was like, "Okay, (laughs) I'll try it. So at first they would have recordings where they had violin on them and, and I would pick them out by ear. And then eventually it started evolving to the point where there was no violin on the track and it's like, okay, make up your own part. And it was still kind of a controlled environment, not as high pressure. Um, So I kind of figured out from, I guess, first starting to listen to what the other instruments in the band were doing and emulating that and then just starting to figure out what else do I think sounds good with these parts and it really was mostly by ear at that point. It wasn't really a theory knowledge or a technical knowledge of how do I improv. It was mostly just me thinking about what, what sounds good, what sounds good to my ear and what fits with this. Sure. And then from there, um, I started being invited to join some country bands, some rock bands. Um, again, they would have recordings that either already had fiddle on them or just basically you play whatever you think sounds good here. And kind of by a process of of ear training really, I, I started to figure out what my own sound was and what I what I thought I liked. Um, again, not really even going at it from a you know specifically theory background. But from then realizing that you know I had an ear for improving, uh, that I wanted to delve into it more, I started, you know, taking lessons even with you, Matt, and also with Alex DePew, um, who is a phenomenal uh, fiddle player,
1: yeah, he's ridiculous. So, we featured yes. him uh, in this series not too long ago,
2: right? So, Alex, I'm, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for your your lessons that you've taught me. Um, yeah, again, he's he's incredible. So then, going on from already playing in a band, just kind of a backwards way of doing it, but already playing in a band and then learning a little bit more of the technique of you know what what am I hearing and why do I think that sounds good. So then, going at it from more of a technical standpoint, a theory standpoint. So, yeah, that's that's kind of a, a brief synopsis. Um, it, you know, I wasn't formally trained in, which is kind of an odd thing to even talk about. I wasn't even formally trained in being in a band, which, you know, honestly, there isn't a whole lot of formal training out there for violinists at this point.
1: Right. So it's, yeah, it's pretty much school of hard knocks.
2: Right. It's a process of of you know taking. What you can learn from guitarists, again, as we already mentioned, and, and taking just some of the elements that you already know from theory um, and applying them. But, you know, there are some great violin and fiddle teachers out there for improv and for, you know, being in a band that have that I'm happy to see that more is starting to come out um, as far as yeah. even your even your videos that you put out there for, you know, plugging in and, and being an electric violinist transitioning from you know the classical realm. So, yeah, I mean, there's
1: are, a ton of resources available—YouTube, right. Skype lessons, and all that. But right. and I'm always getting calls from people like, "Hey, can you just can you just teach me real quick how to do this or that?" And I'm right. like, "Man, you know, the, the struggle <laughs> yeah. and the journey is so important. Yes, because everybody's going to end up in a different place, and, and your particular individual journey is going to help define what that place is for you. Right, right,
2: right. yeah. I mean, it, there are so many." There, again, as we already talked about, there's so much freedom in, in being able to create your own sound and your own distinct voice as a violinist. Because there are there's tons of guitar pedals out there and, and amplifiers and, and things that you can try to figure out how to integrate into your sound and figure out what works with an acoustic violin or what works with an electric violin. But there's again, so much freedom, whether you want it to still sound semi-acoustic or whether you want it to fully sound like a guitar, or electric guitar. I mean, there's, there's a lot of range to work with. But yeah, like I said, your videos have been very helpful for me as well in figuring oh, out some you. of those, yeah, some of, some of the things that I didn't know yet about transitioning over into being an electric violinist and a performer on stage. Yeah. So. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, so tell people where can they find you? Where website and social media, all that.
2: Okay, so my my website is abigailstalschmidt.com. It's a long last name, so I'll I'll just spell it for you guys. Um, Abigail is A B I G A I L Stallschmidt. S T A H L S C H M I D T tcom Not probably not the best stage name at this point, yeah. <laughs> but it's what I've got.
1: Well, hopefully, you know the career keep going. You so, just be Abby. That's how everybody'll know you.
2: Right, that that would be great. I mean, I'd love to get to that point. I'll be I'll be like Adele or something. Um, there you go. But but my social media is uh, my Facebook is my band sorry my band page is Abigail Stahlschmidt. My personal page is Abby Stahlschmidt. I post a lot on both. Um, you know, I really utilize social media is, you know, it's a, it's a tool for being able to get my stuff out there and engage with people. So both really are band pages for me. Um, and then I'm on Twitter and Instagram as well under Abby Stalschmidt. So I, my music is out there on all the social platforms. My, the classical rock EP that I mentioned, the Merge, the Beliminal Intent, is on all platforms. Love for you guys to go check it out uh also some of the country music that i mentioned that i do is is also available so you guys would be able to see both sides very different (laughs) facets of of what i do
1: yeah and we've been listening to some of that throughout this interview so um yeah be sure to go check out her music videos on youtube she really does an incredible job with her videos
2: thank you and yeah thank you for the plug so hopefully we'll be putting more music videos out there soon. Like I said, that is, that is the next thing in the works for me personally, other than the band stuff I'm
3: involved in. So,
0: so here's a quick live clip from the TSO tribute Abby was part of in Branson last year. But don't leave just yet. There's a little bit of bonus footage we got after we thought we had covered everything. That comes right after this.
2: So for the Vivaldi Metal Project, the first uh, the first date that we have, which is actually the electric show premiere, uh, we had, again, the acoustic premiere in Finland this past July, but the electric premiere is in Plovdiv, Bulgaria, at the Roman Theater on September 23rd, and it's part of the, Sound of the Sounds of the Ages Festival, and our next date is in Rome on October 31st, so... Both are extremely exciting. Uh, we had thought that Rome was going to be our, our electric premiere, and then we got the call from um, the event producers at the Roman Theater and realized that we were going to have it a month even earlier. So very exciting stuff and definitely hoping to add more dates um, as we go. So,
0: All right, now that is our whole chat with Abby Stalsmith. We'll listen to a little more of The Merge on our way out. I'm actually editing this as a hurricane comes barreling toward my house. Assuming we're still here after the storm passes, we'll try to get another episode out around the 1st of October. We've got a ton of awesome artist interviews for you, and we cannot wait for you to hear them. So play loud, play proud, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.